Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What up? This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live. Brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. We are discussing the year anniversary of Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. Lace bras are available for men, and it's a thing. And Tiger Woods stands for nothing, absolutely nothing, except for the low-level waitresses at Applebee's. All that and more on a brand-new Smash Mouth I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles, Jordan, let me get something funky. Listen, I got to tell the people listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast about our friends at mybookie.ag the number one online sports action site for three straight years. I've been cashing out on preseason NFL action. You bet you win. You know who's going to win, right? You know what you're doing, right? You put your money where your mouth is, lay down some cash, and win big today. MyBookie.ag. Join the thousands of online players just like me and start betting at MyBookie. Sign up, collect a 100% bonus, and double your bankroll on the house. It's on the house. Just use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to get started today at my bookie. 
They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and all-new best-in-class mobile website that makes wagering on the go a breeze. It's easy to use, it's fast to use, and it's efficient. And unlike some other websites you might find, MyBookie offers fast, no-hassle payouts when you win. Use the promo code RAPPAPORT to activate offers. Visit MyBookie.ag today or call 844-900-BETS, B-E-T-S. You play, you win, you get paid ASAP. Expert or rookie, you got to check out MyBookie. Sign up today. All right. It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from the gloom tomb of New York City. It's a beautiful late summer day in New York City. I'm rocking solo on that ass. G Moody will be back later in the week. Man, I am just glad to be sitting here on my ass on the couch in New York finally taking a break all summer it's been a great summer the uh i am rapport stereo podcast tour ended the other night in boston um all the people that came out to all the shows thank you so much you have no idea how how much it means for us uh, to people for people to come out and see us um it's still shocking and surprising that we've been doing this for four years four fucking years four fucking years the other day was uh the four year anniversary now i'm not one of these people that celebrates like oh the three and a half year anniversary 17 years ago i like hard dates like five years 10 years 15 years 20 years 25 years um but we have been doing this for four years non-stop uh relentlessly uh we love doing it uh you've seen uh the evolution and the growth of the podcast uh some of you people uh some of you fans hardcore rapper pack members uh, first tier rapper pack members um, have seen the evolution, the changes, the growth, the improvement, uh, uh, and uh, you know we're going to continue doing it. Keep continue doing it, a uh, rough, rugged, and raw for the people. Um, but when we do it live, it's just like the manifestation of that is is crazy. It's crazy to me, to Moody and uh, the Dust Brothers, um, and I can't tell you just how much it meant to meet the people uh, uh, around the country. And in Toronto um, this summer. And uh, it's just been a lot of fucking traveling, as you know. Flights, uh, hotels, trains, uh, car rides, you know, late night stops at McDonald's. On the way back from Boston, me and G. Moody, we stopped at a McDonald's at like 12.30, 12.45, which is just never good. Eating a filet of fish sandwich when the sun is set never ever works out good it's like a it's like eating like i don't know like just rocks tastes fantastic uh uh going in and and going down but then just like it's hard to digest it um and we're we're done with the big three the big three was awesome all summer it was awesome the games were awesome the finals were awesome um, I had unprecedented access. The games in Brooklyn for the uh, grand finale were dope. Amari uh, Stoudemire is made a statement uh, Friday night at Barclays uh, that he's looking to get back in the NBA. He looked like Amari Stoudemire uh, that you're accustomed to. who's quick, sprightly, uh, uh, moving and grooving, dunking on people. Grapefruit dunking, as I call it with him. He got those big fucking hands. 
And then uh, the team power coached by Nancy Lieberman, who is a Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, she's in the Hall of Fame for being a player, being a coach, being an iconic figure in the world of basketball and specifically women's basketball. She uh, has been around my entire life. You've always heard about Nancy Lieberman. She played at Rucker Park and all that stuff. And 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 I got to say, I, I was uh, seeing some of the coverage of Nancy Lieberman being the first head coach of a all-men's basketball team as a woman professional, um, coaching them to a championship. And there wasn't that much coverage of it. And I think it's some fucking bullshit. I think it's some fucking bullshit. You know, everybody's like, oh, feminists, women power, you know, women, the women movement, you know, uh, women are the future. You have a woman make an accomplishment. It's never happened before. You have Ice Cube give her the opportunity to coach uh, a professional basketball league. You could try to talk shit if you don't follow the big three. That shit is hard body, three on three. The big three isn't going anywhere. Three on three basketball is going to be in the Olympics. That's not a rumor. That's not a hearsay. It's happening. Three on three basketball will uh, continue to grow as an alternative to obviously the NBA college, uh, but it will be a summer alternative. It's the most um, widespread version of basketball. Three on three basketball is the most popular form of basketball because not everybody can find 10 people that could actually play to play a full court. Uh, Cube started this league. Uh, the, the ratings were through the roof. The arenas were packed for the most part all summer long. We packed Barclays for the championship game. It was highly competitive, very combustible. There was almost a huge fight at one point. You know, a basketball fight. Nobody's really doing anything, but uh, I got in the middle of it because I would. the last thing I would like to see or uh, have happen is, is a fact, an actual fight. And these guys are older um, there's no fines for fighting. Like in the NBA, they're always afraid of getting fined. There's no fines. You get kicked out of the game. But you just, the, the big three can't afford an incident. Um, they can afford shit talk and they can afford almost fights, but they can't afford an incident. We were on Fox TV. Um, I'm going to show the footage of this. You see me right there, right fucking there. Drew Gooden uh, is seven feet. And when a seven-foot guy flexes his muscles and his arms and his wingspan, you see it? You see it right there? The shit is no joke. But I was right there, right in the middle of it. Right fucking there. Because I, in, my, in my head, I was like, I saved a plane. I could stop a fight at the big three. That's what I was thinking to myself right there. I saved a fucking plane. This is nothing. But the point is, is that Power one, Nancy Lieberman coached the team. She's so calm, so chill, so nice. The players love her. They respect her. And I'm going to be honest with you. They tried her just like they would try any coach. They tried her in the beginning. What the fuck is she doing? What does she know? Is this a gimmick? They love Nancy Lieberman. They fell in love with her as their coach. And these guys have been coached by some of the best. Katino Mobley, Corey Maggetti. These are very big personalities. They fucking love Nancy Lieberman. They win the championship. Where the fuck is Rose McGowan? Where's Lena Dunham? Where's all the feminists? Where's all the, oh, it's pussy power. Where's, where's your hats? Why aren't people walking the streets celebrating Nancy Lieberman coaching the first male team in basketball? I saw a lot of tweets online. That was cool. I saw a lot of tweets 
from some OG uh, uh, sports women, you know, um, Billie Jean King uh, and, and a few others like that. But where's all the young feminist Amber Tamblyn? Where the fuck are you, Lena Dunham, when you're needed? It's just, it's just, it makes, it makes the whole movement to somebody like me look like bullshit. It's like you guys are involved with what you're involved with, but then you can't uh, do a little research. Shout out Nancy Lieberman. She's been doing this shit for 30 plus years, playing ball in the parks, coaching women, coaching men, just breaking barriers. Ice Cube gives her an opportunity. They won the fucking championship fair and square. Put your fucking pussy power hat on. Slap your pussy power hat on and salute Nancy Lieberman. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I just think it's, it's, it's a hypocrisy and it's like hipster. Literally like, what's the hip feminist uh, hashtag of the day? Nonsense. Speaking of feminism and all that stuff, Asia Argento, who I know most people don't know uh, as a director, as an actor. She's not very accomplished. Her father is a respected... Uh, he's not Martin Scorsese, but her father is a respected horror film director. He directed foreign, uh, he's foreign, he's, he's, he's Italian. He directed like a lot of uh, respected uh, uh, foreign uh, horror films. I don't really like his work. Asia Argento, who's been in the news uh, because of the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Um, no one really, know, I don't, couldn't rattle off any of the things she's done as an actress or as a director, to be honest with you. Um, she got fired from uh, the show that she hosted in, uh, in London, in Europe. Uh, the, the, it's like an X Factor show. I think it's actually X Factor in Italy. All this is because apparently, now see, this is the same thing. We don't know for sure how this went down, but it's looking like she had sex with this 17-year-old boy. Uh, uh, she paid him off to be quiet. Um, he might have been a, a weirdo. Who the fuck knows? But they fired her. Um, they're firing people. Watch what you do. Um, and now Rose McGowan is talking greasy about Asia Argento. They used to be on the front lines of all the marches together. And I say good. I think, I, I, listen, I'm be honest. Uh, uh, God bless R Rose McGowan. And I don't uh, support uh, Harvey Weinstein at all. And, and, and I think she, she uh, uh, you know, she suffered a lot. But she's a fucking nut job. I've been following her. And her reality show. And I think that she's really sort of, there's like two things going on with Rose McGowan. I talked about her on the, on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast in the past. Told you uh, how I used to see her out and about when she was with that fucking fake ass ghoul, Marilyn Manson. Um, but whatever, I, I just never liked her. I've always thought she was a fucking creep. Uh, uh, that being said, respect to uh, all the victims, respect to the victims of the sexual assault. They fired Rose, uh, Asia Argento from uh, The X Factor. And uh, who knows if she actually did this shit, but they're firing people right away. The point is they're firing motherfuckers right away. Uh, uh, we don't know where the fuck Aziz and Zari is, and no one has seen Louis C.K. in about a year. Um, year anniversaries. Year anniversaries. I am the only motherfucker. And I hate to be like, oh, I am the only motherfucker. Uh, I'm the first. But in this case, I am literally the only motherfucker. I mentioned earlier about, you know, on the internet, they'll be like, it's the 13th year anniversary since this happened. 
Uh, 94 months ago, this happened. Uh, this piece of shit record came out three years ago. Well, no one mentioned that one year ago, almost to the day of this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, one year ago to the day, the shit show, the biggest shit show in sports history. Remember the circus that was Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather? Remember the buildup all summer of 2017? Everywhere you went, all the talking, all the excitement. I was at the fight. All the hype, the press conferences. Remember the press conferences? Conor McGregor was out there throwing money. They had like what looked like strippers on the stage. All that bullshit. And then they went into the fight. Conor McGregor was clearly outmatched as a boxer. Got his ass kicked. Almost knocked out and knocked out of the fucking ring. We all watched. We all spent our money. And not one person, except for me. Again, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I thought that like all the sports networks would at least be like, remember last year when we all got hustled into buying this bullshit and talking about this shit for months at a time? No one's talking about it. But one year ago, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, duked it out, made hundreds of millions of dollars in... And what I have to say, a very entertaining fight. I was there ringside. Um, we covered it. We, matter of fact, Miles, bagpipes. Bagpipes. This was our theme song for when Conor McGregor finally got knocked out. These are the bagpipes. Um, Conor McGregor got his ass kicked easily by Floyd Mayweather. He was in control the whole fight. A lot of people are like, oh, what Conor, he fought him hard. Why hasn't Floyd... Went into the octagon and because fucking Conor McGregor has been running around throwing chairs, ladders, and garbage cans into buses. Conor McGregor has been at the Gucci store and the Louis Vuitton store blowing all his money. There was never a deal in place that Floyd Mayweather was going to go into the octagon after the boxing match. That's you fucking lunatics that want to see that. Well, why doesn't he go into the octagon? No one ever said he was going to go into the octagon. No one ever said it. He's fucking scared. He's not fucking scared. I don't, I don't, I'm doing, I'm doing the Irish guy arguing with the Irish guy. Bagpipes cut. Cut the bagpipes. Anyway, it was a year ago I was there. Uh, Mayweather hasn't fought. He's been spending more time beefing with 50 Cent online. Uh, apparently, uh, McGregor's going to fight Khabib who's going to be a tough fighter in the UFC, and that's where he should be fighting. Um, I'll be watching that. Uh, I want to see uh, Conor McGregor get his ass kicked in the octagon. Although I think he's a great fighter. He's an entertaining fighter. And one thing that I will say about Conor McGregor is if you watch a Conor McGregor fight, he comes to fight. In the boxing ring, he came to fight, and he did come. He always comes to fight in the octagon. There ain't no... Running around. Homeboy does, uh, he's a, a, a walk forward type of fighter. He's not a walk backwards uh, type of fighter. So uh, anyway, that's the uh, year end recap, uh, one year anniversary recap of McGregor Mayweather, the mess that that was. The U.S. Open has started here in New York. Venus and Serena both played 
their opening matches. I would love to see my girl Serena Williams win the U.S. Open. I would love to see Venus win the U.S. Open. Um, but she just hasn't been able to play consistently, uh, and the injuries have really taken away some of her skill and her, her stamina. Uh, Serena, you know, she's on top of the world. They just released a dope commercial for her with her and her father. And I mean, New York is her place. She's won this tournament here in New York so much. I got to see her play last time she played here. She lost. But I would love to see her kick ass and win the U.S. Open out in Flushing, Queens. And if anybody listening to this podcast does go to the U.S. Open, if you're driving or in a car or an Uber or even the train, you're 15 minutes away from one of my favorite places in the world, the Lemon Ice King of Corona. Make your way out. 15 minutes away from the, the stadium out the U, at U.S. Open, the Lemon Ice King of Corona. Go get yourself some ices. Uh, they don't mix. They don't mix flavors. So don't go out there asking them for chocolate and strawberry. Don't go asking them for, you know, lemon and grapefruit. They don't mix. They're one at a time. But I love the Lemon Ice King of Corona, Queens. Okay? It's about 10, 15-minute drive from the Flushing Meadow uh, uh, Stadium out there uh, uh, where the U.S. Open takes place. Odell Beckham finally got paid. He's the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. I don't count other people's money, but they've been talking about it all day. I think $65 million for five years, which is still way less, way less than your average two guard in the NBA. Can you fucking believe that? There's bums. I don't want to say bums. They're all pros. But I'll use that term, you know, with quotes. Bums in the NBA that are making way more money than the highest paid receiver, the, one of the biggest names in the NFL right now, Odell Beckham. I don't know anything about the business of sports. Um, I know he's happy about what he's getting paid. I mean, I guess you get paid, uh, uh, you know, by the business and what the business makes. But... And it's not even guaranteed. Some of his money is guaranteed. But in the NFL, yo, something happens. You're not Odell Beckham. They'll cut you. They won't pay you jack shit. Um, but shout out to Odell Beckham. Congratulations, Odell Beckham. Uh, I think he deserves the money. Um, you know, shit. He's Odell Beckham. He puts asses in the seat. When he's healthy, he's top one, top two, top three players in the league. Um, and the Giants damn sure need him uh, doing his thing. 65 milli. I wonder what that feels like. We're going to pay. If you know for the next five years, for the rest of your life, unless you fuck it up, completely fuck it up, and you got idiots around you that have no vested interest in seeing you succeed in life, 65 million, you're set. Plus the endorsements. He makes tons of movie uh, money with endorsements. He's got the hair products, clothing, and all that shit. He deserves it. All these athletes deserve it. Even the quote-unquote bum two guards in the NBA, they deserve it also. I don't know what more I can say about Tiger Woods. I can't stand this motherfucker. Tiger Woods is a mark-ass biatch, okay? 
He's a cheating, disloyal, stand for nothing, claim nothing, identifies with nothing, hasn't improved in terms of the type of person he is. You know, I get like, you know, some athletes are like all on blast. Uh, uh, some athletes aren't. Derek Jeter was one of the guys who wasn't. Tiger Woods uh, uh, sort of wasn't and isn't. Kobe Bryant, uh, especially when he played, has a mystery about him. I get all that. I get everybody. Not not everybody is like, you know, shit talking. Not everybody's on Instagram letting you follow their vacations. I don't care about that. Okay? And I'm also not going to go down the political rabbit hole. But Tiger Woods, you sit there and let Donald Trump use you and talk about you. And you say nothing either way. But you go play golf with him, which says enough. But what's your fucking deal, Duke? What is your fucking deal? You stand for nothing. You get up for nothing. You speak on nothing except waitresses at Applebee's. When you see a waitress at Applebee's, you jump for fucking joy. You do jumping fucking jacks. If you're at TGIFs or Red Lobster, you jump for fucking joy. But nothing socially, not a peep. I get it. I get it. Not everybody's Muhammad Ali. Not everybody, you know, wants to discuss all that. But something, just something, something. Where where is the golf courses at in the hood? Do something before it's all said and done. It's not just all about Nike Gatorade commercials and your fucking, your, your receding hairline. I can't stand this motherfucker. Trump's tweeting out the fake news media worked hard to get Tiger Woods to say something that he did not want to say. Tiger wouldn't play the game. He is very smart. More importantly, he's playing great golf again. No, he's not. Not in Tiger Woods standards. No, he's fucking not. He's not playing great golf again. He came in second. That's not great for Tiger Woods. There is no, there is no second place for Tiger Woods. There's no second place for Tiger Woods. That's not great golf. That's great golf for a regular dude. That's great golf for some sleeper dude who does well in one tournament. Tiger Woods will never win a big tournament. I said it. Okay? Fucking said it. And I know nothing about golf. But I just went out on a limb. I held these balls. I went out there on a limb. And I said it. Um, all right. We're going to get into the weirdo shit here. Apparently, lacy bras... I don't know what that term is, but bras with lace on them are now available for men. And it's a thing. Now, I'm going to be totally fucking honest with you about something. Uh, the short period of time that I was in Boston, when I got off the train in Boston, because I took the train up there and drove back, I was in, I don't know, a busy part of Boston. I actually saw a black dude with muscles in a bra. Now, he might have been like, you know, a gay dude or a flamboyant dude. Uh, he might have been, you know, he might have lost the fantasy football league. Who the fuck knows? By the way, I had my first fantasy football draft the other day. Destroyed it. Pissed all over it. Very competitive money league. I'm in with a bunch of shit talkers and Joe Button. If you haven't heard me on Joe Button's podcast you should check it out i fuck with joe button he's a great shit talker but i won that draft dominated it verbally uh it just it, the craftsmanship was on display 
of the senior fantasy football analyst. The drafts are going down. I would say that draft was about a week early. I would have preferred it to wait a little bit, but you know, scheduling, timing to get everybody there, uh, everybody in the same place at the same time, it had to be done. I kicked ass. It's a tough league. Um, and Joe Button uh, drafted Des Bryant, okay? And he did it with such confidence. Like he was like, Des Bryant, like, like, he, like he, he won something. He, he, he like knew something that we didn't know. Des Bryant's not on a fucking team right now. The point is, is that I won that draft. But lace bras are apparently a thing. And you could also buy the matching underwear. Let me tell you something. No, listen, and, and, and straight women are buying them for their straight boyfriends. What the fuck is the problem? Bras are to hold up your breasts, right? That's what bras were invented for, to hold up the titties, okay? Straight men, especially in their 20s and 30s, they don't have titties. Why are you rocking a bra? This is all that bullshit. You're rocking a bra and all that, but you said nothing to celebrate Nancy Lieberman, right? Lace bras and lace panties for straight men are not a fucking thing. They're not going to be a thing. Yes, I did see that fucking guy in Boston walking around with the bra, but I'm telling you, I didn't feel like he was happy doing it. The pictures that they're using to advertise these panties for men are loaf crushers. They're little panties that are super duper tight on the cock and ball. Nobody wants that. You want security. You want support. Nobody wants ball-crushing panties. This is not a thing. This is a gimmick. Again, why weren't you wearing your pussy power hat when Nancy Lieberman coached her team to the championship in the big three, you hipster fucks? You. Where are the hipster fucks? Listen, people have forgotten. People are like, uh, the hipsters have claimed that hipsters are no longer hipsters. Not on my watch, asshole. You're still hipsters. You're going to continue to be hipsters as long as you're putting out and promoting panties and bras for men. What else we got here? This story I heard about this weekend is crazy. Uh, this is, I don't know if these people were like straight up hustlers and they uh, thought they were going to hustle their friends and family, but it seems totally genuine. Uh, we broke rule number one of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, fact-checked it. You know when we fact-check, we do it against our will. But a young couple, I'm not sure of their age, uh, they deleted all their Facebook accounts, um, was planning on getting married a couple of days ago. The marriage uh, uh, cost them a lot of money, so they asked their friends and their family to all pledge. See, this, I, 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 I'm not into it. I got married the second time. It was just me and my wife. Now, I get some people want to do the, the, the whole performance and the pageantry of it. I understand that. No disrespect to anybody that wants to, to do that. But at the end of the day, why not get married just with the person that you're going to be grinding it out with through thick and thin, highs and lows with the pageantry, the, uh, the the gowns. Who the fuck wears a gown anyway? You wear a gown once in your life to get married. Costs you, you know, thousands of dollars. Food plates cost thousands of dollars. 
You want to take your wife, your new wife, on a trip? Take her on a trip. She deserves it. Rubber feet, rubber back, do all that stuff because fucking put your seatbelt on. Marriage ain't easy for anybody. I don't care how in love you think you are. Through thick and fucking thin. That's real, the thick and thin. So I chose to get married the second time. Me and my wife in an unceremonious ceremony. Is that the right way to say it? These people wanted to have a whole thing and they wanted their friends and family to pay for it. So I'm going to read you a little bit. This has been all over the news. Yahoo, Google, social media is having a field day with these people. This woman announced, it comes with great sadness that I am announcing the cancellation of our wedding. I apologize for canceling four days before and unfortunately we have broken up due to some recent irreparable problems. We've decided to end our relationship and not go any further. However, we're remaining a team and remaining civil for our, our son. After hours of tears and mental exhaustion and even disassociation, I have come to the decision that the wedding is officially off. How did this all come crashing down? Well, I invite you all on Facebook, players, bystanders, and side characters in the people of my life to take a seat and listen. This is where it gets nuts. She says, you are all involved somehow, some way. Everyone is wrapped up into this mess. I I, want to just go out there and and tell this guy that was going to marry this lunatic, you're lucky because the chick you're about to marry, she sounds fucking nuts. So I'm sure it's a little bit of a drag for your friends and family to cancel the wedding four days before, but my man, you sound lucky. Now I'm reading all this. She says in this Facebook post, and I hate this word, but she uses this word. Before I begin this mini novel, I invite all of you, including the cunts who have ruined my marriage and life, to put yourselves in my shoes. Again, my man, they're they're, they're anonymous on who this person is. Duke, congrats, you got away from this lunatic. This lady sounds nuts. She goes on to talk about how they met and their deep love and their deep love and we fell in love and we're partners and we were through thick thick and thin and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. And how he put a $5,000 ring on her finger. Again, these wedding rings mean nothing. You know what happens a lot of time with these expensive wedding rings? You fucking lose them. You fucking lose them. I'm going to share a personal story. A few weeks ago in New York, I'm with my wife. Sometimes when she goes to work out, she, she takes her ring off. She comes back from her workout, tearing the fucking ha- the place apart, tearing the apartment apart here in New York City. And what's going on? Can't find my ring. I think I lost it. Okay, well, let's look in there. Why? Well, I, I, I looked everywhere. It's a ring. It's small. It probably fell behind the couch. No, I, I looked everywhere. Where is it? I think I left it. I, I took it out when I was throwing out the garbage and maybe it went in the garbage chute. I go, okay, well, let's just keep checking. No, you, you got to check. I'm like, fuck, this fucking ring, this fucking ring costs a few bucks. Let's look under the couch. It's not there. Let's look behind the bed again. It's not there. Let's look under the mattress. Where'd you put it? Where'd you leave it? I put it right here. I put it right here. I put it side, inside my blah, 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 inside my blah, blah, blah in the box, you know, in, in my bag. It's not here. I'm telling you, I think I lost it in my garbage when I was throwing out the garbage. So I live in an apartment in New York City. They have garbage chutes. You don't live in apartments in New York City. You know, like, it's like you put the garbage down an incinerator. I live on the fourth floor. It's a 14-story 
apartment building, and it's a garbage chute. It's compacted. I go into the garbage all the way in the basement. It's fucking 100. It's like going into hell. It's like 117 degrees down there. I start digging out through everybody's garbage. It's disgusting. Disgusting. It's so disgusting that I say, fuck it. If you lost the ring, you lost the fucking ring. I'm the asshole. But I'm not much of an asshole that I'm going to be digging through bags and bags and bags and bags and bags of garbage to find our garbage, to sift through our garbage, which has sardine cans, spit. I spit in the garbage. All kind. I just, fuck it. The ring's gone. The ring is fucking gone. I come back upstairs. Blah, 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 blah. 15 minutes later, it was exactly where she forgot she put it. Fuck these goddamn wedding rings. Anyway, going back to the saloon of the tick. Before the wedding, the, wedding, the couple asked each guest to contribute $15,000 to the wedding along with $5,000. A $5,000 pledge for the maid of honor and a $3,000 pledge from the groom's parents. They're asking people to finance and fund their wedding. She says in this post, how could we have our wedding we dreamed of without proper funding? Bitch, are you crazy? You get what you get and you don't get upset. You're not getting a free vacation from your friends and family. Some of their friends and family actually gave them money. But apparently it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Only eight people replied to the request to get checks. You follow? And she says in this post, we were fucking livid. This is true. Look it up. Anyway, the woman said she didn't want to get married because it wasn't going to be right. The woman said she didn't want to get married because they weren't going to have a proper honeymoon. So forth, so on. Finally, the guy manned up. He must have tightened up his man panties. And he said, enough, I'm done, I'm out. And they canceled the wedding. They've broken up. She's deleted her Facebook account and everything is in shambles. And again, I say, good homeboy, you're fucking lucky. You got out while the getting was still actually good. You fuck you. All right, as I told you, I had my first fantasy football draft. And we said the other day, we are not doing the fantasy football follies. But, but, number one, we will be taking that action. People want to play me, the gringo man dingo. You know where to find me. I'll be issuing challenges throughout the NFL season and the fantasy football season. When you want that work, you know where to find me to come get that work. Number two, the Boston show was sick. We're putting it out the other day. It's going to be a hell of a podcast. It's going to be a hell of a podcast because we had Warren Sapp and we had special guests. We went right into the heart of Boston with special guests. I didn't even know he was going to show up. Our guy, Julian Edelman, the crowd went fucking nuts. The ladies love Cool J. Men and women, they went fucking right in Boston. Julian Edelman showed up at the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, plus my man Jermaine Wiggins. We're putting that show out. Um, but the point is, is that all NFL season will be here for, fa for fantasy football advice. We're just not doing the fantasy football follies every single week. But Tommy G will be showing up periodically. Warren Sapp. For the rap and sap football breakdown, we'll be showing up periodically throughout the NFL season, but we are not doing a consistent fantasy football podcast. No fantasy football follies this season. There will be emergency fantasy football episodes. You know how I get down with fantasy football. I'm fully immersed. 
But I just want to make that clear. A lot of people have been hitting me up uh, on Twitter and all that stuff. I said it once. And when you hit me up on Twitter and you hit me up on the DMs of Instagram and say, we're the fantasy football follies, it makes me think that you don't listen to the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Okay? Listen, we can only extend ourselves so much. We don't want to overextend ourselves and water down what is a rubber-stamped gold star product. Okay? Can't do it this year every single week. We can't do it. I don't feel fantastic about it, but it is what it is. You can only do so much. You can only take on so much. Listen, you want me to get a crook in my neck? You want me to throw out my voice like I did last year? I can't do it every single week. I feel bad saying it. But you know where to find us. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We're going to be rocking all week. I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. Any questions? I am Rappaport Podcast at gmail.com. You know where to find us on Twitter, Instagram, so on, so on, and so on. Miles Jordan. This is a banger. Take us out of here with something nice, something real proper, something real lovely. Thank you.